Welcome to the Flights of the Roundtable podcast. Broadcasting from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. And now, here are your hosts, Dan, Drew, Daniel, and Florian. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is episode 35 of the Flights of the Roundtable podcast. And let me tell you, we are at an absolute gem in the Charlotte area. We are at Legion Brewing over on West Moorhead Street. The facility is outstanding. We have a special guest with us that we're going to introduce here shortly, and we're damn excited to be here. Yeah, we definitely are. I am thoroughly, thoroughly liking what I've had so far. You know, the vibes are good in here right now. You know, we got a lot of got a lot of people in here, a lot of pizzas cooking in the back. So, uh, guys, as always, we're the Fly to the Round Table. If you have not already, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Catch the latest action. And uh, Florian's raising his hand, so Florian's going to answer this. <laughs> it's like I'm in school. Um, I, I don't know what I'm answering. I was just going to say I like what you did there, uh, dropping the street. You know, Legion off West Moorhead. I like that. We should do that going forward. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, Legion, how many like locations do you have? Uh, we're up to three Legions proper with a uh, yeah. with an affiliate brewery in Charlie Barn. Okay. See? So, you know, there's a lot of locations. So dropping the address, you know, just so... And if people want to check out the one we've been to, right, yeah. they know where to find it. Can you imagine a church bus bus just pulls up all of a sudden right now? Just, we heard the address. <laughs> Why a church bus? I don't, it's a large capacity of people. You yeah, know. fair enough. Well, folks, as I said, we have a special guest. We have Scott, who is the head brewer. Are you just of the West Moorhead location, or is it all of the Legion brewers? Just talk talk, talk to the audience about it. I, I dabble at all the facilities, but I'm primarily at West Moorhead. Um, uh, being the head brewer, I'm more more of a leadership role now than I used to be. Don't get down and dirty with the beers as much as I used to, but uh, uh, you can find me at all the locations every now and then. Heck yeah. I'm sure you paid your dues back in the day, getting down and dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows. So it was funny, you know, I, I like to do a little research, and when I looked up Legion, the first thing that came up was the definition of a Legion is three to 6,000 people in a Roman army. So please tell me you got about 3,000 Roman soldiers back there brewing beer. <laughs> we've, we've grown a lot. We, we have a big staff now between all the locations, all the tap rooms, but uh, not, not quite that many. Okay, okay. Then where, you know, where did the name Legion come from? Uh, well, our, our owner uh, worked with uh, uh, Navy SEAL, one of his best friends, and... Uh, came from that and I, I can't tell you the exact story but uh, he said he had a legion of friends and uh, that's where it came from I, I like to think the uh, I like the, the southern guy from Friday Night Lights and uh, Tokyo Drift yeah played in an oh, awful yeah, horror yeah. movie called oh. like Legion <laughs> yeah so I always oh, like I have the head cannon where like there's that terrible horror <laughs> movie and that's what inspired us but that's 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 not true that's the unofficial yeah story yeah. <laughs> that's the one where you gotta know a guy to know a guy <laughs> to find that one so that's cool yeah. that's the southern guy from tokyo drifts oh my goodness that guy more awkward than senior awkwardton <laughs> pretty awkward yeah. <laughs> oh man but uh yeah scott glad to have you on man appreciate you coming on um so you know talk to us a little bit about legion like what's your favorite beer right now and uh what can some people look forward to you know yeah um 
Legion's been around since 2015. Uh, we're growing uh, pretty quickly as the beer industry in Charlotte is as a whole. Uh, we're, we're moving into the, one of the top five breweries uh, in production size in Charlotte. So, uh, wow. Exciting stuff. I've been here since day company. one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we're most well known for, if anyone knows us for anything, it's Juicy J. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, that's my favorite beer to drink on a regular basis. Everyone thinks I'm, I'm lying about it, but it's delicious beer. It's, it's lightning in a bottle. It's, uh, it's a phenomenal name, but it's a better better product. And uh, I always, I, I've, made it, I made it. I've made it three days a week for the past seven years. And I still, I still love it, love drinking it, love making it. Uh, it's a fun process. I, I honestly think it is one of Charlotte's most famous beers. Oh, it's a staple. Definitely is like staple. When, when, whenever we have, well, I can only speak for myself, but whenever I have company from out of town, and they're like, "Yo, you want to go make a beer run?" Right? We go to wherever. Yep. Here's Teeter, Publix. Doesn't doesn't even matter where we go, right? And then they're like, "What the heck is Juicy J?" Every single time. No lie, I think it seriously is one of Charlotte's most famous beers. Yeah, I appreciate it. We, uh, it, it's well known. It's it's about it's a high per percentage of our production, so uh, it's it's always good to hear the praise of Juicy J. But we're we're not just one dimensional. We have other beers. Uh, one of my favorites is a spring seasonal, so you won't be drinking it today. No, uh, but uh, I'm Pain. I, the, my hometown east of here. <laughs> one of, one of my best friends growing up uh, owns a uh, antique grit mill, all pre 1950s equipment, and uh, we wow. use those grits in a uh, American light lager. It's like craft PBR, and uh, wow. <laughs> I always wanted to make a beer for the boys back home, and that, yeah. that's the one that hits the spot for them. They don't want hops in their beer; they they want something light and crisp, and that. Oh, that's. that's that's brown paper bag. That's, that uh, that sounds good. Brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch money. Yeah. You know, back in the day when when me and Dan were growing up, right, we went to high school together. And, I mean, let's just say we were some troublemakers. And we always used to fuck around and skateboard and shit, right, behind, like, grocery stores or whatever. And I think it was really, like, around 16 where we were like, you know, we want to start drinking beer, but we couldn't buy any. And I don't think he or I had someone that could buy us alcohol yet, but I wanted that feel. So what I did was got... I got Arizona teas for nine cents, <laughs> oh but I God. brown paper bagged it. I remember that. But you, you know, want to be, just, yeah, want to be, yeah, for sure. But it makes you feel like I don't know, it just made me feel cool, right? Well, and like, I like beers like that, you that, know, brown that, paper bag beers. That's just like a nostalgia factor for yeah. me. So that immediately, I want to try that beer. That's the vibe we're trying to elicit. That, yeah. yeah. Speaking that. of the vibe, speaking of the name, tell me that the rapper Juicy J has in some form like contacted you guys or affiliated or like you know wanted like promote it or and if he anything. hasn't if he yeah. hasn't just lie and say he has <laughs> no we uh <laughs> one of the guys there was a bartender at the company uh shout out to white boy willie was his instagram handle uh white he boy. worked for power 98 white and, boy willie and uh he was working at a juicy j concert uh hooked juicy j up with a uh with one of our t-shirts and uh, okay. I was pretty nervous about his what his reaction would be but he was into it he didn't yeah. he didn't want to hit us for like copyright infringement or anything so like he loved it I, he's got Juicy J has a Juicy J t-shirt somewhere out there that's awesome that's cool that's yeah. putting two and two together right yeah. there you know <laughs> on on the Juicy J topic uh, folks who are not in the Charlotte area they do have a pineapple Juicy J could you share maybe tease what the next type of Juicy J that you guys are going to brew yeah, we're transitioning into a 
a blood orange juicy J. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I we haven't we haven't announced it yet, but there a little a uh, little breaking news for breaking news for the flights. Uh, oh, damn, well, son. we appreciate you breaking that news on this platform. No, no, no. This, <laughs> this is the new news. We uh, we're producing a double Juicy J. So for oh. y'all that, that oh. enjoy the Juicy J flavor and want a want a little more a little more kick to your Juicy J, we're going to be releasing a Juicy J, double Juicy J in about a month here. Wow. So which yeah. one's coming first? Blood Orange. Okay. Blood Ooh. Orange is in, in grocery stores right now. Ooh. Oh, wow. Awesome. Awesome. We might we might put that on, you know what I'm saying? I got to try that. I got to try that. Now, you guys have those three locations. You have Plaza, you have South Park, and you have here at West Moorhead. Is, and you said you have a fourth. Um, are there any plans or any thoughts about maybe expanding? I mean, it seems, I mean, folks, you, you can't see it here. You'll see it on our episode Friday, but it is it is popping here. So do you guys have any plans for that? We would love to. Uh, yeah. we, don't, we don't have any concrete plans right now, but one of our, one of our tenets is that we, our beer isn't just about the beer itself. It's about the, the time and place where you drink it, the community that Definitely. you're a part of when you drink it. And our, our tap rooms are great ambassadors for our brand. So Juicy J is, is uh, it sells itself to some extent, but if we were to go into new markets, we've explored the idea of putting tap rooms there, uh, and we'd like to expand some through the southeast. It's, we just don't have a we have a 25 year timetable, not a not a two year timetable. Love so. that, cool. Love that. Well, where in South Park is it? Well, uh, we uh, the trolley barn is in South End, and we have South Park uh, Restaurant. Oh, it's uh, Capital Towers, I believe, is the name of the of the building. Area. Yeah. Florian, it's okay. it's a three minute walk from my office. Ah, okay, and it's like, nice, like Piedmont Road, close to Piedmont Road, or not? I, I don't know. It's right across the street. You know, like where Reed's uh, Deli is over there on South Park. On South Park, no. South Park, okay. No, yeah, no, then okay. never mind. We're just playing. <laughs> we're playing. Where, <laughs> That'd be cool. Waldo? If we were sponsored by like Google Maps and like now calling in Google Maps. Yeah, they, they give us a call. Like we drop the pin. Check your phone. <laughs> <out of there. laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, you mentioned the community. I think one cool thing that we kind of picked up on as we're doing this podcast. You know, we're kind of like a jokesters, right? Beer, football, have fun, but we do take it serious that we think the Charlotte community is very important to us. And uh, we like the connection that the Charlotte breweries have with the community, you know. So what what's something that, you know, Legion does for the Charlotte community, intergrains the Charlotte community? And you, you know what I'm saying? What Give us something in that perspective. Yeah. What, one of my favorite things that we do is we work with a uh, local charity called Creative Player. Creative and Player. I, I'm a soccer guy as much as I am a football guy. And uh, Creative hell, Player is... Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one ally at least. Uh we uh, we work with Creative Player, who is a Charlotte, I believe it's Charlotte FC. I can't remember what uh, private club, but they they provide scholarships to uh, like uh, at risk youth and youth from uh, from uh, backgrounds where they can't typically can't afford a uh, private mm. soccer club yeah. membership, and uh, they don't just they don't just help them play soccer. They don't just give them that soccer education. They also provide meals and. Uh, uh, tutoring and things to help those kids succeed, not just in a sports realm of life, but in a uh, academic realm as well. That's awesome. Very That's cool. really cool. Have you got to like witness any of those kids go through the program or hear, hear any things about it? I, I have like a if I if I couldn't brew beer, I would want to be a, a coach of some variety, and I, I haven't gotten to work with them. My hours are being a brewer. You the beer the mm-hmm. beer comes first. And it does. <laughs> sure. It does. I like your uh, shirt here. Yeah. It says "Earn Your Beer." Yeah, so. Well. 
Yeah, we. It, I, I've been working on the beer, and I haven't been able to help the kids so much. Uh, so ODB, I would be ashamed of me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to do it for the kids. But uh, soon, soon I'll get that chance as we as we grow and add more people to my team. That's yeah. awesome. That's Very awesome. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, you coach your own team, right? And then you get your. You just get Legion's <laughs> logo on it as a sponsor. I'd be sick. <laughs> I'd buy that kit. <laughs> I would. Get a nice tracksuit there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A few more breweries, we might be able to sponsor Charlotte FC. We'll yeah. love it. Ooh, love I it. would love that. Hey, if that ever happens, I don't care if it's five years, ten years, we're going to cut that clip yeah. and point it out and be like, this. You he heard said it here first. Yeah. yeah. Owner's going to kill me. Back day. in the day. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, it's disrespectful. Let me, let me ask you here. What has been you've been you've been in this industry for a bit, been with Legion for a long time. What has been the craziest story that you have had working for the brewery? For, for Legion, yes. Um, craziest story. Uh, let let me go with craziest beer. Okay. Um, we brewed a beer, uh, and we took it out of the hands of the brew staff. Uh, we let people vote on a magazine what kind of beer they would like us to make. Okay. And these people voted that we should make a Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer. <laughs> so oh, we gave the people what they wanted. We went to a Costco and purchased all the Cinnamon Toast Crunch they had on the floor, <laughs> which is a, a pallet. They had, to, they had to forklift it into our van, and Whoa. we added that to a beer. And uh, it was a learning experience. I, <laughs> what Was it good? I enjoyed it. it. It didn't have a good shelf life. Uh, we okay. made there were ah. some there were some elements that we could improve upon. Next time I brew a cinnamon toast crunch beer, it's gonna be bomb. Uh, okay. Th- that first one was it was it was solid, but not 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 all it could have been. But we we spent about forty five minutes just opening packs of cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch and pouring it into a, a vessel. It was a unique Dude, experience. I would have brought a gallon of milk with me that day. Just yeah. like when we're done with this, I'm getting a bowl. You know. Yeah, <laughs> just put, bring your bowl in. Yeah, we'll, we'll milk. Bring a bowl and then like of the whole box, you like save five pieces and you put into the bowl and you do like ninety boxes. You got a nice <laughs> bowl of cinnamon toast yeah. crunch. I would drink that honestly. I totally would. Well, the, I would at least try it. Would love to try it. It, it tasted like cinnamon toast crunch for sure. Like uh, it, it, it. <laughs> Was that a fall beer or when did you brew? Or we when did you do we this? brewed in spring. And uh, okay, yeah, it's we, still like reasonably cool outside. Where you know, I feel like. Because, like, when I think of, like, cinnamon or any sweet notes like that or, like, really heavy beers, what, like, what style were you going for? It, it was a blonde with really? a blonde. Because we wanted to keep the grain. Like, we didn't want anything inter- interfering with uh, the holy grail that is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And oh. I, just <laughs> to, I just shine. assume stout or, like, maybe porter or something really heavy. But, okay. No, yeah, I we, see what you're saying. but We were we had the same thought as you, like that milk, bell yeah. milk. Yeah, so yeah. We, we put lactose in it. And that was where mm. we went wrong. So, like, lactose didn't play with the beer the same way it would a bowl of milk in uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. In the future, we'll just raw cereal, no no lactose, no no uh, dried milk powder. That's cool. So we're, we're taking chances over here. We're, we have some staples, too, like the Juicy J. And, um, you know, one thing we love to do on this podcast, Scott, is we love to play a game called Overrated, Underrated, Properly Rated. It's the game. It's the, it's the game that's growing. So, uh we're going to spit a topic out, and you tell us if you think it's overrated, properly rated, or underrated. Let's do it. That was a weird order I said that. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, li- I didn't like that. Yeah. 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 It was a curveball. But, yeah. uh, okay, so you're, you're, out e- <laughs> you're out eating, get some French fries, and you find a random under- onion ring in your French fries. You know what I mean? It's happened. Overrated, I- underrated, properly rated. Uh, you go first. 
All right, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... He's like, ah, oh, shit. I'm going to say that that is underrated. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. And I'm going to make an analogy to a fantasy, f- fantasy football players. I like it. The onion ring is Elijah Mitchell. Oh. You took somebody in the late rounds. They turned out to be a delicious, crispy onion ring, and they, they're perfect for you. They, they, they're a starter. It's delicious. You only get one. Like, they're injured every now and then. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to play them all the time, but that, that little taste is tantalizing. And it, uh, wow. it, it changes things for you. Okay. I, I like that you threw a curveball back at them. I mean, they thought they had right. you. You had them. Whoa. I like that. <laughs> My mind is blown. What, what about you, Dan? Overrated, underrated, properly Oh, it's rated. so underrated. Because, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you have to select a side. And you, sometimes you could be torn on sides. Like, all right, like I want this, yeah. but I want that. I usually and, am torn on ex- sides. Me too. And sometimes yeah. you find, like, that diamond in the rough, like whether it's, uh, a, you know, an onion ring hiding in a basket of fries or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. It just puts the cherry on top. You know, it, for it, me, underrated. It does. I, I have to agree with you too. I think it is underrated. And, like, you're not announcing that to the group, right? If you, it happens, you're like, guys, look what I got, pulling up that onion ring. And they cost more, too. So you're getting bang for your buck getting that onion ring with the fries. Yeah, I'm going to say underrated, too. I think that's a, a clean sweep. Um, but uh, I, I like to piggy off, piggyback off of what Dan said. Yeah. Um, say you're going to a restaurant and you've never eaten there before, right? I mean, whatever. It's just a bar. But you've never eaten there before. But, like, what if they're, like, a sleeper in that city for onion rings and you ordered fries, but they threw one of those suckers <laughs> on you? You had the fries, and you're like, oh, these are mids. But then you see the <laughs> onion ring, and you're like, well, I've got nothing left to lose, right? I mean, might as well try it. And they're amazing. The breading is fire. It's, like, the best onion in there ever. It's, like, organic, fresh, whatever. It's like a low-key marketing like, plot. Yeah, right? Yeah. They love their onion rings. Dude, I'm getting onion rings there from now on. Everyone has a restaurant, right, where they're, like, it's a hole in the wall, but you're like to your friends, man, they have the best onion rings or they have the best this or that. You know, it's underrated. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Underrated all across. Okay. Another one. Shower beer. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh, you know, I haven't had many shower beers, but uh, the times I have had shower beers, it, it was like the perfect timing. So I'm going to say uh, underrated. I'm going I'm to go with pro- properly rated. I think... I think they're lovely, but I think people are on to shower beers. And also, there's <laughs> yeah, a time and a place. Yeah. Clearly not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking shower sober? I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> what am I doing? Maybe the craft beer industry is on to shower beers before the, the greater public. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time. It's, it's lovely. Uh, one of my best friends had a, a shower beers Instagram where he would just drink but beers in a shower. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, he does a shower beer Instagram or he follows one? No, he was the shower beer Instagram oh, guy. Wow. You better watch those camera angles, buddy. <laughs> well, he, he would do like six to eight beers consecutively, and he would get just like hammered. So nice. he, would, he would like release them in waves. And so, uh, yeah, shower beer is properly rated, but lovely, lovely all the is time. It's the longest shower ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's my thing. I'm going to go properly rated too, but how convenient would it be if like beer was like a good sanitizer, like a cleaner? You wouldn't have to bring soap in. You just get your beer, you're drinking your beer, you're cleaning with the beer. Uh, just, a, just an imagination there, but uh, properly rated. Super underrated uh, because say you're getting ready to go out with the boys and maybe you're a beer or two down trying to keep up with them and you got to take a shower. You know, realistically, maybe you take five to seven or five to ten minutes shower. Yeah. You're losing time there. 
losing time to catch up, so you get your shower beer in there. You find a good spot to put it on there. In between shampoo and uh, body wash, you take a couple drinks. Beer's done by the end. Underrated. Yeah. I mean, a shower is supposed to be relaxing, right? So you add a beer in there, and you're helping your cause, you know? Oh, uh, fun fun fact here. Um, after work today, I, I quickly went home, <clears throat> made myself something to eat because I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time in the afternoon. And I opened the fridge, and I see the Coronas I bought over the weekend. So I got a Corona. I popped one open. <laughs> I, I started chugging it, and I don't know what happened. Maybe it was like the the is it CO2 that's in the, the carbonates it, whatever. But it hit my like chest, and all of a sudden everything got tight. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I was just slumped over in the kitchen, like, oh! <laughs> and then it, like it calmed down. And then I just finished it. I polished it off. Did, did you think you were having a heart attack or something? I, it was weird. It was like chest pain. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think it was just all the um, the bubbles, right? Yeah. Is that bubbles. What it right? It oh man, it hit me so hard. I was I was like <laughs> for like probably ten seconds. I was just struggling. That is there. nutty. Has that ever happened like, to you, Scott? Like a Smirnoff icing back when oh. that was a thing, where you oh. get, like get hit with that sugar and yeah. the CO2. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, Smirnoff icing. I also got that when I at school lunch, right back in high school. <laughs> you get like our school lunches, yeah. and I'd get the chicken sandwich. Did you ever have that? Like when you ate the burgers with the chicken sandwich, if you ate it too fast, you started getting chest pains. Or was that just me? No. <laughs> no. You had some bad meat. I don't know. Florian, well, some bad how can meat. I be the only one getting this bad meat if everyone ordered the chicken? Anyway, I that was like a thing. <laughs> yeah, back out of that one. Yeah. Florian, I've, I've seen you eat food. Uh, I don't think I eat people eat it as quickly as you do. Yeah, you see what I'm doing in these beers. Jesus. Yeah, Downing them. They are fantastic. All right. Last one. New car smell. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Dan, you go first. Overrated. It lasts for about a couple days, and then it's done. Yeah, overrated. I mean, it's a barometer of how well you keep your car up. If that thing goes away in two months, well, yeah. probably have a dirty car. Flo, Max. You guys are talking about the shelf life. I, I can't really make an argument for the shelf life of the smell. But in terms of pure quality, like um, pheromones for your for your nasal cavity, right? I'm saying that's in my top five, right? I like everyone has top five smells, right? I'm, I'm sure you have like things that smell good, top five, right? Okay. Um, for me, it's got to be new car smell. Um, it's got to be fresh cut grass. Mm. PG. Um, PG. Gasoline. Um, <laughs> An herb that is legal in some states and not others. <laughs> and, okay. And um, shit, there, there's another one. I don't know, but it's in my top five. Chick-fil-A I, waffle fries. There we oh, go. that hits, but it's not top five. Okay. But you see what I'm saying? I love, for however long it lasts, I love new car smell. I love it. Okay. It's, del- it's amazing. I'm, I'm going to have to dis- disagree with you. Okay. I, I've got it as overrated. Nice. You can purchase it. You can buy like new car uh, air freshener scents. But it's not the same. It's not the same than when you buy a fresh like a fresh car. <laughs> right out the <laughs> oven. You, yeah. uh, but a new car. Fresh like, off the plane. New leather. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Florian. Okay. So what do you, you're, you're overrated. I already said overrated. It goes away very quickly. It does. I want to transition now. We are a football podcast. We are. Scott, we're a football podcast. You know, we like to talk football. Um, I think you'd shared with us. Being in the Carolinas, you are a Panther fan. Yeah, diehard. Diehard. So why don't you talk to us about your favorite Panthers memory for how long you've been on this earth? Oh, man. I think the most defining memory for me is the uh, first time I got a real, a real like, uh, good seat at a Panthers game. 
Oh. I saw the Panthers get beaten. I think it was like in the 40s, 41 to three, like as a an early. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was Mike Vick and the Atlanta Falcons came into Bank of America wow. and destroyed us. And Ooh. for my Panthers fans out there, you you can relate to that kind of experience. I like, I love them. They uh, we've had our dark years, we've had our, our bright moments as well. But like, uh, my first memory of football was Mike Vick obliterating my boys on the uh, on the Bank of America turf. So, jeez, yeah, wow. Just, we might need to bring a therapist in here if we talk too much about the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It's funny Off. you say that. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on in. <laughs> Off of that, then, what is your best memory? My best memory. Yeah. Okay. Um, that Cam Newton 2015 uh, MVP season oh. is like magical. The game against the Cardinals. Every yeah. every piece of it. Uh, as an Auburn guy, I was like. Seeing Cam do his thing, I, I knew he always had the yeah. ceiling. Oh, you're an Auburn guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah very I, cool. The, the Panthers community was pretty split about Cam for a long time. And that 2015 season really, like, I think ironed out the uh, the, the disbelievers. So uh, seeing Cam do his thing in that 2015 year, the whole team came together. Uh, the defense was good. Keekly was on, you know, oh. incredible that year, too. So, I mean, we had the best offensive and defensive players. So that whole season was live forever in my mind. Yeah. We, Sorry, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, we we did a segment a uh, while back about players that, like, retired too young and who we wish would have played longer. Mine was Luke Keekley. Yeah. He was he was a, just incredible to watch play ball. So I, I'm, I'm there with you on that. You know, he was incredible during that I would say pure talent-wise, he's one of the best linebackers to ever play the game. Oh, yeah. He didn't miss. No. And I, I think a lot of people underrate his mentality. It wasn't just athleticism. He he knew the play before it happened. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was a genius on the field, so. I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was great. I, I feel like the Panthers got unlucky that year. Like, that Denver Broncos team was ridiculously stacked on defense, and then they had Peyton Manning. Granted, he didn't do that much, but, you know. Yeah, it was mostly the defense that year. It, it was yeah. all the defense. Don't yeah. say it was mostly. It was all the defense. I, I don't want to go down the talking about the falling on the ball <laughs> yeah. or any of that. This is going to ruin a bad memory, the post-game interviews or any of that. Oh, dude. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. All right, so let's do a little quick-fire NFL then. Big NFL fan. Um, who's your MVP this year? Prediction. Trey Lance. No. Wow. I, I like that, though. I, I like love that. that. That is – I'm looking to the camera. That is the boldest take we've ever had on this podcast. That is bold. Yeah. Uh, that is caps lock. Dude, that's size bold. 72 <laughs> letters. That the troll B checks mix. Give, give us a few a few reasons why right here. All right. So I'm, I'm a Trey Lance truther. Okay. Uh, I've gone too far into the deep end on Trey Lance. He's on all my fantasy teams, and he's going to continue to be all on them. And now I'm just like, I'm delusional about it in this respect. I, I re- recently referred to him as – uh, Patrick Mahomes with Cam Newton's body. So I, I've wow. <laughs> Whoa. I've, I've got, <laughs> I, I haven't done a full like opti- <laughs> optical pat down yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Trey Lance, but that's wow. <laughs> optical pat down. Uh, I'm 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 very I'm very aware of how of how insane that is. Uh, but I, I watch every single snap of him with North Dakota State. Uh, he. <laughs> He's an incredible uh, reader of the game. Yeah. He just needs to uh, improve his accuracy a little bit, which is a, a big element to being a successful NFL quarterback. Yeah. But And he stole uh, his Debo. He gets him for a few more years. Oh, man. He does. And, I mean, the, the San Francisco, I mean, in every sense of the word, has committed to him, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, the last four years, the sophomores have always break, broken out, right? You had uh, 
Mahomes, and you had Lamar, then you had Herbert. There's always that sophomore guy. You put Burrow in there, too. So. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that pick. All right, most overrated team in the NFL right now. Green Bay Packers. Oh, I love that. I love wow. that. But um, I love that. You, you look at their roster, they pretty much lost Devontae. You think that's, that's kind of why? Or? I think that's a big element to it. Um, I'm, I'm a little frustrated by their, their draft picks again. I think you can only, you can only punt the draft so far. I think yeah. they, they took really athletic players out of Georgia. Like, I've seen a lot of Georgia. Georgia keeps me up at night. Their defense does. But I think they took uh, the second-best defensive interior lineman on Georgia, and they took the second-best linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, and the, the two better players both went later in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. This is another one where Green, Green Bay is good. They're going to be good. They're oh, yeah. Gonna, they're probably going to make the playoffs. But I, I think picking Aaron Rodgers as an MVP again and uh, them, uh, them making a deep playoff run is not something I'm going to bet on. No. I, I, I like that. Yeah, I like your your rationale. Well, I like your reasoning. I, I agree. Our, our GM Definitely is also overrated. a huge Packers fan. So I did a little salt in the wound there to try and wow. get under his gills a little bit. Yeah, good. <laughs> and then he's going to listen to this episode. He's going to mark this part of the episode. He's going to write it down. And uh, if somehow the Packers do end up being good, he'll let you know. He's going to turn the music up in the background. Was that him? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he heard like that. He, he did the discount double yeah, check. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, so, but you look at the – sorry, Dan. I mean, to no, cut no, you off. You go ahead. We're talking about NF, NFC here. You look at the – I guess we all could agree the Rams are probably on paper the best team in the NFC. Like, yeah. I mean, you say Packers are discounted. Like, So who is the second best team in the NFC right now? Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Facts, yeah. facts, facts. And the Rams are one? Yeah. So who's three? I guess is the better question. That is the better question. Cardinals? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a Cardinals he, believer. But I'm not saying Cowboys. There's no fucking way no, I'm saying Cowboys. There's no one in the NFC East. Sorry, Dan, but they're not. no one there is third or maybe even fourth best. I'm sorry. Um, it's got to be the Cardinals because um, NFC North, maybe the Vikings, but I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. And it's sure not Detroit or Chicago. And there's no one else in the NFC South. Maybe the Saints. They might round out no the Kamara. top five. They, what? They no Kamara. Six Payton. weeks. No Everyone. Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Everyone right. Everyone forgets yeah. about Sean Payton. I'm, I'm looking at the Eagles. As like There's there's a lot of like sleeper teams that I'm, one of them is going to rise up. Uh, the Eagles just added so many offensive weapons. And I'm not a Hurts guy. Okay, maybe. Like, Dan's giving me the stank yeah, guy. So like, who's the Eagles? How man? can you not what see What makes uh, the Cardinals better than the Eagles? Uh, better quarterback. That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I oh, think that's statistically. First, that's for the, the first six weeks, I'll give that to you. The first that's six weeks, Kyler Murray is a yeah. better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Okay. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, fine. The first six weeks, but for you, it's going to be the first 12. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Dan. I mean, who would you say, Scott? Are you going to double down on 49ers? Maybe you say they're the third best team, maybe fourth. Yeah. Vikings, perhaps? They could round out the top five. I mean, yeah, that, that is. NFC West always always gonna be tough. But yeah. I, I like I like the 49ers. They can stay healthy, which they never have, uh, like for going back a while. And I, I like them a lot. And uh, yeah. first year first year quarterbacks don't make it to the playoffs, but Trey Lance isn't a first year quarterback anymore. Nope. So we'll nope. see we'll see what happens. I like that. So, so that would be your your order there is Rams, Tampa Bay, Cardinals, 49ers, or 49ers Cardinals. I'd say 49ers 49ers Eagles. Cardinals. Okay. I'm oh, not, boom, not. boom, Dan. Oh, uh, Dan. <laughs> I like this. Right I'm going I like on that. This. that. That's my exact. AJ Brown is there. a dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. Dog. 
He, yeah, he's a big and, dog. Hey, Florian, I want you to remember this. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals are going to be without uh, Nuck for the first six weeks, and we saw how Kyler looked without him. So it's Yeah, true. I think this whole contract thing um, about that little clause that they had in there, I think really pissed him off. And he's just too good talent-wise. He is probably the third, fourth best quarterback in the whole conference. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. And, and he's the top ten in the league, so yeah. But, yeah, it is kind of a weak division. But speaking of NFC, Scott, you mentioned you're a Panthers fan. So, like, what give us, give us like, your overall expectations for the Panthers record and how you see the quarterback situation playing out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be Baker. Um, Baker's the quarterback. It, it, they're uh, they're play, paying lip service to this QB competition, but we all saw Darnold last year. Even if Darnold deserves a chance behind a better line, it's not going to happen. You can't go out and put out a performance like you did last year. Uh, even with the four weeks of Cam Darnold, um, we're gonna we're gonna go to Baker. Um, I think I think we have a real shot in the division uh, to come in second. Atlanta's clearly rebuilding. Clearly. I love some of their pieces. I love their head coach. Um, they're they're putting some big boys on that that offensive skill weapon uh, with Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts. Like, yeah, yeah. They they're putting something together, but it's not this year. And I think people are. I think the Saints are going to be good again, but they lost Teron Armstead on the offensive line. Yeah, they lost, and people. Sean Payton was a genius. He's an evil genius. I I can't. Stand he is. Sean Payton. He is. But you you don't lose somebody like that from your uh, from your building from your structure and perform as well the next year. So I I, sure. I think the Saints are being uh, overrated right now. Um, so for the Panthers, before we kind of hop into these beers for you, what's more realistic, five and twelve or twelve and five? Mm, it's the hardest question. I don't want to be a homer, but I'm going to be a homer. Okay. okay. We're going to be 12 and 5. Wow. J.C. Horn only played a few games last year. Uh-huh. Promise. In the games that he played, he was the best cornerback in the league. He re- allowed over four games, one reception for eight yards across all all the all the all the targets to the. It's true. We if our defense, I think our defense was good on paper last year and le- not as good on. In reality, sure. and part of that was because our offense was so anemic. Like our defense has something to play for right now. Even if we're like, uh, I mean, let's boil this down to what it comes down to. Okay, Christian McCaffrey. If he's healthy, mm. we have an offense. If he's not, we're going to struggle offensively, yeah. and our defense is going to struggle to yeah. keep us in games. So I agree with this. The NFC is very weak. That's why we're having a hard time even picking the fourth best team, right? Yeah, I agree. If if Christian McCaffrey plays every game for the Panthers maybe not one or two, the Panthers will get that six or seven spot. I, I, I believe that to be true. We're not winning 12 games, but you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think – sorry, Florian, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, realistically, what do you think? How many games you win? Is it eight or nine. We love to we love the yo-yo. Uh, I think we'll have a, a – Matt Rolls is going to do enough. He's, he's a survivor. He's, he's pear-shaped. He's going to squeak he's through. Pear-shaped. He's going to squeak through to the next season, and uh, he's going to survive, and then we're going to be uh, we're gonna win four games next year. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> walking in the grocery store and walk in the produce aisle and see a bunch of Matt rules <laughs> instead of pears. I'm just going to be like, ah, oh, damn it. Can't eat this fruit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this little head on top of it instead of a stem. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think Matt rule lasts in Carolina? Uh, He's been there, what, two years now or three? I love Rivera, but two or three. Rivera should have never survived as long as he did because he won one. He was, he was 
winning games one season, we were above 500, and the next season it was below. And he, he just, like, self-preservation was there. And uh, yeah. maybe I, I don't know what to think about Tepper. That's a different conversation for a different day. Yep. But uh, right. uh, I think I think Rule, if with the pieces we have, we have enough, enough team to be a scrappy uh, playoff team that loses early in the playoffs. And I think that keeps Rule his job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Wow. They, you're, you're probably one of the most optimistic Panther fans that I've met. So I, I actually I love that opinion. Folks, yeah. once again, I want to say we are at Legion Brewing over on West Moorhead Street. Love Just going to specialize that again. Are you on the corner of anything? Is it the corner of West Moorhead? And West something? Moorhead. Because uh, I, you know, I love that. You know, I'm on, we're on the corner of West Moorhead and Freedom. I, I don't know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're right just in the on middle. right in the right middle. middle. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're off Westmore. We're just on Westmore Head, and we have we have Scott with us. Scott, you brought us this beautiful flight, folks. Uh, Florian, you can't really tell because it's gone. Uh, for Instagram Live, um, I finished them. They were done. Of course. They were amazing. Gone. They so, were amazing. And please, you go yeah. ahead and you uh, talk to us about what what we're drinking here. Yeah. Yeah. The the first one is. Uh, Cherry Lemon Supernova, and uh, actually messed the name up a lot because it's brewed to kind of mimic uh, Cherry Lemon Sundrop, which is, oh, if you're a Carolina native, yep. you're familiar with it. That oh. A, oh, I'm familiar with it. Oh, yeah. The drink of choice. Uh, got a Whataburger in Concord and get a Cherry Lemon. We have a Whataburger? It's not the Texas chain. North Carolina has its own Whataburger. No Whoa. What are we way. doing? <laughs> yeah, we no do, we do. way. Uh, road trip this weekend, boys? <laughs> yeah, we're going to Concord. Uh, I, think we're going. <laughs> I think there's about 30 of them, so I don't think you got to go to Concord specifically if you don't want to. But, uh, well, I've never seen Literally, I've never seen one. Wow. They, they got something called a Witch Doctor, which is like uh, Dr. Pepper, uh, Sundrop. Uh, wow. Pickles. Pickle juice. Hmm. Uh, 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 I I would try it. I would definitely. Of I would course you it. would. Honestly, not, I would it's not it. my thing. But uh, that's yeah. one of the things they're known for. I can't. I can't speak to the Texas Whataburger. But uh, yeah, the, for our, our Supernova is our seasonal year. We keep. Uh, we package. We send it out in cans, and uh, it's it's a it's a great uh, sour beer for people that don't love sours. It's an entry beer. It, it I, reminds me of a soda. So I mean, that, that tells you a lot about it. I, I see why it does not have the lingering sour effect, no, but you can doesn't. tell the lemon and the cherry are there. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a tight uh, lactic tartness. That it, it's just it's uh, it's got a lot of fruit in there, real fruit, um, and uh, it's. Reminds me of a soda in that respect. Um, okay. And for me, I think, like, aesthetically, like, for an entry beer, um, like you just said about the soda angle, right? It's the color of it. I feel like it's just like when someone sees that and they're not in the sours, they're more likely to drink that because it's not as, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I would it's echo not, it doesn't that. look like a traditional beer, right? And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. No. I, I, I like that. You got to separate yeah. yourself. Yeah. Speaking of soda, what's your favorite soda of all time? Real quick. Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> you guys, we, we're, we're we throwing are, him we off. Are, yeah, we are getting to know you, man. Yeah, <laughs> which is social security. Oh, no. Real quick. <laughs> Fanta orange the is the money. Fanta, Fanta orange, orange. Is great question. It's different in different countries, but it's yeah. still delicious everywhere. Um, Very true. Oktoberfest is the second one we got on this. Yes. That's Oktoberfest Love is. It. Uh, we we uh, when we orig- originally started, we, it was just me and uh, the head brewer was Alex and Long. And we didn't have a lot of background with uh, German styles. We're both very much products of the American craft beer scene. Yep. And uh, a lot of the problems we had with Marzen's and uh, Oktoberfest and, and they were made by U.S. breweries, so they're too sweet. 
So like, how do we solve that problem? And one of the things we did was, was a slight aging on oak cubes uh, that wow. that helps give the beer a little drier character. Oak cubes. Yeah, toasted oak. Toasted American oak. It, it provides a little like some of the character you associate with a Oktoberfest style, like a vanilla. Uh, but it also dries it out a little bit and keeps mm-hmm. it from being that like sickly sweet syrupy kind of yeah. marzen that a lot of U.S. breweries make. Uh, it's not very true to style. The, the Germans would be furious with us, I think. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am German. I'm, I was born in Germany. Okay, so, all right. But I, I can't speak for, for my people's taste. In, Florian, in you're, you're turning red. Are you sure? No. I don't know. I, <laughs> you know I, I grew up with the Oktoberfest here, so I love it. We, yeah. we so now have two brewers. That giant were, middle finger to all those <laughs> Germans back in the, in the motherland. I've got to backtrack on that. We now have two brewers that, are, uh, that went to school in Berlin for brewing. Uh. So they like no middle fingers to the Germans. I love I love both oh, of them. No, <laughs> okay, the middle fingers are from me, an actual German. Yeah, home the, to home. The Americans they send their regards. They love you guys, but this German, fuck off. The regards. <laughs> I always feel like I can understand what I'm tasting when like the brewer talks about it, and I agree with you on that a hundred percent. A little lighter than your typical Oktoberfest, oh, yeah. yeah. but the flavor is there to I back like, it up. I like you, the oak. I'm, I, I'm a big Dr- fan. Dries it out. Some. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I think it is a very good beer. This is an underrated beer I feel I could catch on. I really do. This is very good. I think it's a very popular style that a lot of people that, I wouldn't say like, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a brewer, right? But just avid beer drinkers. Like, it's like on, like with a lager or with a stout, you yeah. know, it's like one of those styles of beer that people look forward to every year. You associate it with fall. Uh, I don't know how that beer does like year round or in the fall, right? But I imagine it does pretty damn well, and it tastes great. And I l- I would look forward <laughs> to drinking that in the fall. It is just a fall release for us, yeah. so it, it is really associated with a specific season. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There are a lot of great Oktoberfests in Charlotte, and we're lucky to be in the in the market with a lot of them. But uh, this one offers a little something different. It isn't the traditional one, so we Definitely. like we like that. Love that, love that. So one was great, two was great. Tell us about number three. Number three is the. It's the it's the bullet in the the chamber in the roulette. It's the eight point five that doesn't taste like it. It's called Snowfrog, named after one of our chefs. It's a cold IPA. Mm. Uh, for those people not as familiar with cold IPAs as a style, it's kind of a pretty pretty new style. That's uh, uh, like a hybrid style. Uh, IPLs have kind of gone to like they're a little bit of a nascent style. Yeah. Where people aren't as interested in I, uh, India Pale Lagers. Is yeah. what that. IPL stands for. Uh, cold IPA is lager yeast uh, fermented at ale temperatures. And without getting too deep into the weeds, that's that, cool. It keeps the beer really dry and crisp. And what we were going for was more of like a, a contrast to our Juicy J. Juicy J is very much inspired by the East Coast ales, the vale, mm-hmm. ales that have been brewed out of Vermont, Boston, and some of the Northeast. Whereas our cold IPA, Snowfrock, is. Um, it's drier, it's thin, it's crisp. It's uh, it has some like grapefruit and pine. Uh, it it's very much a direct opposite of Juicy J. Okay, I, yeah, big big fan here. So we've had three diverse beers. We have. What is this fourth one? I, I, we had to finish with Juicy J. Of course. Yeah. Of course we did. And Juicy 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 J is lovely. The classic. Uh, lots of mango, lots of tropical fruit. Uh, it's a little more bitter than uh, traditional uh, hazy New England styles are. It's kind of a tweener beer for us, yeah. where it, it sits somewhere between an American IPA and a uh, 
and what you would consider a modern hazy IPA. Yeah, so yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it sits astride that gap. So, so some people we have talked to, they kind of said they think hazies are on like the, the decline, decline, right? Like other things are coming up. But what what about this hazy has made it like a Charlotte staple? What do you think like the one thing that's separating it from the rest of the packs? There's so many hazies in this there city. Is. I, I think it really is distinctive from the fact that it is uh, it isn't a true hazy IPA. If, yeah. Uh, we submit it in competitions, and it doesn't do well because it doesn't meet the style guidelines for hazy IPA. Uh, um, it's technicalities. It's, it's too bitter. It doesn't have as much of the. Uh, a lot of the hazy IPAs are just so uh, aroma hot board, yes. and yes. we're we're a more we make juicy a more balanced IPA. Yes. Uh, it, it's it has, so it it really appeals to people from both sides of the aisle. If you're there, are people that don't really love hazies. There's people that die by the west coast and there's those that that only want those juicy fruity tropical no bitterness yeah and yeah everyone can kind of meet in the middle mm-hmm. uh and it's not too bitter for people that aren't ipa fans either so one of the things we found is we can really introduce people that don't love ipas uh to juicy j and they can they respond really positively to it yeah that no, that's a great explanation and one quick thing before you know we kind of Let's get out of here, Scott. Um, so we say ju- we say hazies are kind of like on the decline, right? Cold IPAs, I think, is something kind of more more new. W- what style of beer do you see being like the next big thing, right? Well, cold cold IPAs are in vogue for sure, but IPAs are as a market segment are growing uh, total. Um, one of the things like we've talked about in in house is uh, we uh, with the economics situation is where we are there's recession people want more bang for their buck and i think you're going to see a lot of a lot of higher abv beers mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah that 100%. makes sense yeah. that makes sense yeah for sure. <laughs> of course it's like it does. i am on that train <laughs> I, I am part of that demographic that is looking for a little bang for buck <laughs> so. if you go to the grocery store and you say something for six percent price the same as twelve yeah. percent you might you might take a, a closer look at that twelve <laughs> percent <Yeah. laughs> and then after a few i probably won't be looking at much at all <laughs> <laughs> bring it on now, Scott, we had talked, uh, you, me, and Drew here before the podcast kind of kicked off. You know, you had mentioned you had a, you know, 30-round dynasty league fantasy football. Oh, yeah. We are actually, Drew and I are finalizing logistics this week. We are going to do a flight to the roundtable fantasy football league with all of the guests that we have had on, and we want you to join us. Would you be open to doing that? We're going to do it with all the other members of the breweries that we've been to. Battle for the of the top brewery. Brewer supremacy. This this is like a dream confluence of all the things I love. <laughs> <care about>. <laughs> <laughs> the local brewing scene meeting in a fantasy football uh, uh, total battle warfare is the, the stuff of like my 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 dreams. This is beautiful. Yeah, I, I would love nothing more than to take place in that. Oh, let's go. Let's go. So you, we love to hear it. You are the last member locked in. Um, so we're going to be on the same team together. Oh, so you, you, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Guess the it's four a three-headed you. monster. Oh, mm. the four-headed monster. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, all yes, right. it is. Is is that going to test friendships and resolve, or is that gonna no? Be, we've uh, actually talked about it, um, and we'll be finalizing roles. But I think for sure Dan is the trade guy. I do trade. Dan, <laughs> that the one thing that's been locked down for sure is he is responsible for trades because he's ripped me off I don't know how many times in fantasy football I've gotten fleeced 
I've by this guy so many times. Yeah. So he so is definitely responsible. Now, yeah. now he's on your side. So yeah, I can't. I, I'm so Use happy. evil for good. Don't yeah. forget, we're in another fantasy football league. We are. And, yeah. I, and I think our main driver for that was, we talked about it for like 30 minutes, was that we don't want the other people to feel like they're outnumbered, right? Four versus one. So we're going to stick on the same team. It'll test our friendship. Uh, it'll test our wits. But uh, we're down for it, man. Hell so. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I'd like to reiterate that I actually can't stand Trey Lance. And you guys should let him. Slip really late, <laughs> really late in the draft. First round? Yeah, right. I don't know right. if I believe that anymore. Um, well, Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. We you know, appreciate all the hospitality. The brewery is outstanding. Folks, he showed us the back of the facility. Probably one of the, the coolest things I've ever seen with how big all the tanks were. Do you have any final words for the viewers before we let you get out of here? No. I, I'm, we uh, – our tagline is friends in beer, and we, we believe in it. And uh, if you're ever in the tap room, especially at West Moorhead, there's a good chance I'll be brewing at the end of the bar. Uh, and you're always welcome to come talk to me. I love talking about not just football, but life, uh, what you're doing, who you are. And uh, the best part of this job is meeting people. So uh, I appreciate y'all having me on, and I'm looking forward to making some new friends and uh, some enemies in this fantasy football. Oh, yeah. yes. I love it. You keep it real, man. Keep it real. <laughs> Scott, absolutely, man. You've been a great guest. We loved having you on. Uh, we will be back. We're not going anywhere. This is a long-term plan for us, too. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be talking to you again, man. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, boys. So it might be time to hop down on some football topics. Um, Drew, I want to throw it to you here. Uh, I know you had uh, gotten some some good news and notes. So where, where are we going this weekend? I know – Folks, just want to say ahead of time, okay. we're missing Daniel. Yeah, we're missing Daniel. So we're, yeah. we're about as thin as the Dallas Cowboys receiving core. Yeah, that's thin. That's that's thinner than the ice in, like, Boom. northern Connecticut in, you know, uh, end of February. <laughs> pretty thin. Yeah, pretty thin. Pretty yeah, thin. yeah, yeah. So we are missing Daniel. I'm sorry we don't have Daniel. Our typical viewers probably noticed that already. Can you imagine? Like he was here and just chimed in. Yeah, they're waiting. They're waiting for betting advice. Like, damn it, what the I fuck think, do I do yeah. this weekend? I think he's on live. I think he is. Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw really? him jump on. Daniel. 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 All right. So, in honor of Daniel, guys, we do want to let you know when football season starts. We're about a month out now. We are going to bring back Daniel is a doofus, which is our betting segment. Last year, Daniel went eight and two in that segment. If you followed every bet, you would have made ten thousand dollars at least. So, Damn. I'm uh, looking into the camera. Daniel would have made your ass ten grand. Ten Just, grand. Can you imagine that? Where you're, you know, wh what you could use that ten grand for? And then you can invest it and get compound interest and make a lot more. Right. Dan's get in, get Dan, out of here. No, hey, I like that he brings the <laughs> finance angle into it. Compounding. Compound interest, like a compound verb, you know? Or a compound fracture. That, Ooh, that's even that's worse. That's a real thing. I don't know what you said, a compound verb. Yeah, English class was a long time ago. Yep. But, guys, as always, we got to do a little game time. Sometimes we have big news, little news. But today we're going to do rank them. And we kind of already touched on this a tiny bit, but I want to throw a couple teams in there too. Rank them. Ravens, Raiders, Cardinals. Um, Raiders, Ravens, and Cardinals between the three? Like between one the three? three? Yeah, yeah, one through three. three. Oh, I got this. Raiders, Ravens, Cardinals. Ooh, I like how you said the Raiders first. Just I think number the, one comment there. Uh, they have an all-around better team than both of 
the Ra- or excuse me, the Ravens and the Cardinals. They got some good things going, that's for sure. I'm gonna go Ravens. I have that much belief in Lamar. Then I'm gonna go Raiders. I'm gonna go Cardinals. I am gonna go what Dan's order: Raiders, Ravens, Cards. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. Um, the the Raiders are the most complete whole team, top to bottom. The most complete whole yeah. team. Best, yeah. better receiving core. Um, including tight end in that. I think they have a better offensive line. Um, their quarterback, compared to the others, is probably, like, he's a B-plus. They're A-plus, A-minus. Um, okay, Dan, sorry for that. In I'm my taking op- Derek Carr over opinion, Kyler Murray. I know. You would, take, you would take my left <laughs> flip-flop over Kyler Murray. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but they're just a more complete team. Okay. Ravens have the best quarterback out of the three. Ooh, which is some would debate, but keep but, going, keep going. Um, and the Cardinals, again, they're in the NFC, so whether they rank third out of these three teams is irrelevant because yep. they're playing in the NFC. Florian, I like that. You're kind of saying the Raiders are more balanced than like a Smith yeah. machine with equal weight on both sides. Yep. So whoop, whoop, whoop. That's pretty yeah. balanced. All right, next ranking. We're going to f- switch over to fantasy football here. DeAndre Swift on the lines, up-and-coming team. Alvin Kamara suspended for six games, and Aaron Jones on the Packers. Who would you pick first, second, and third in a fantasy draft right now? Dan, go. I actually think if we're going to factor in a suspension here, what I'm going to do, I'm going Aaron Jones, Swift, and Kamara. And the reason I say that, and uh, Scott kind of alluded to it, you know, the Packers didn't have a good draft. Yeah. Who know? I haven't seen any reports on their receiver that they took in the first. The, excuse me, second round. I think Aaron Jones is going to be used heavy, whether it's running and in the pass game, which I think he excels at. Swift, I think, is going to be used very similar, but they have a better rounded team than the Packers do. The Packers just have a better quarterback. Sure. And then Kamara, I would have taken him first, but he's suspended for six games. So if I can figure out how to scoop him, and maybe in the fourth while he's still sitting there. I do it in a heartbeat. You know your answer, Florian? I hate agreeing with Dan two segments in a row. But what I, the I, fuck I, is I really this? have to. I mean, because you're this this X factor with a six game suspension. That's I mean that's huge. Obviously, yeah, I mean I would have agreed giant. with him if he didn't have the six game because I think we all agree he's the best running back. We would for fantasy we would have him over the other two for sure. We would. Um, Aaron Jones just has a better offensive line, and he has Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. And although Aaron Rodgers' receiving core is very limited and weak, um, he's still good enough to where he's going to be able to complete passes, which opens up the offense, especially the running game, more to be effective, right? It's it's different if you didn't have a good quarterback and you knew they were going to run every single play, right? right? Which is unfortunately the case for the Detroit Lions. You know it's swift time. Just like how it was Jonathan Taylor <laughs> time last year with Carson bum-ass Wentz. It, it is swift time. You knew, you knew it was going to happen, right? You knew. It's not just swift time for swift time, but the Detroit Lions set a record for covering the spread last year. They were underdog in so many games, yeah. and they covered the and spread. They won a lot They're an overachieving team. I, they will overachieve again this year. I think Goff uh, was going to set the under Swift up for receptions. I'm going Swift as number one in that group. See, that's, that's where Kamara, we Kamara, it is, number two, and then Aaron Jones, number three. Fair. A.J. Dillon is kind of doing his thing as well. Taking stuff from 
Aaron Jones. So I just don't have that high faith in the Lions. I'm not gonna lie. I think okay. last year was was peak for that shitty team. Peak. <laughs> yeah. They won like five games. I'm not yeah. saying that. I told you guys. I think the Lions are gonna finish better than the Vikings do. Ooh. And the Bears. Oh. I think then the Bears, oh. not the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings. I, I, to me, the Bears and the Lions are about even. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, you know what time it is. We have done two installments of this. We are creating the March Madness of Sauce. Okay? Sauce. 64 sauces. One sauce will remain king. Okay, We've done the 16 seed, the 15 seed, the one seed, and the two seed. So today we're going to announce our third seed, four seeds, 13 and 14 seeds. You guys better buckle up. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because that is a lot of sauce, I just want to say. It's getting saucy. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, does anybody prefer to kick this thing off? Florian. Okay. Any seed you want. Yeah, I'm going to start with my it's 14. Okay. Um, oh, shit. I just had it. Oh, uh, General Sows. General Sows. I okay. think um, on – okay, I don't order that much Chinese anymore, right? But that actually kind of helps my case. Um, it, when I do order Chinese food or Asian food, whatever, right? Take out, pick up, delivery, whatever, right? Um, it's between uh, a few things. I'm either going to get like a lo mein dish and I'm going to go yum yum sauce, which we have as what? Is it the two? It's a number the one, one seed, seed right? It's a yeah. One. Um, or I'm going to go with a classic General Tso's chicken, and that comes with the sauce already. Because it is so good. It's flavorful. It's not too spicy. If you're not in a spicy food, that's probably like the spiciest you'll go. But it's so good. Like, it's iconic. I think every Chinese restaurant has General Tso's chicken. It's a great sauce. I could put that on beef. I could put it on chicken, pork. It doesn't matter. As, as a 14 sle- seed, that's going to be a good sleeper there. Yeah, so it's a good sleeper seed. I like that. Okay. Um, so, for Daniel, he's not here today, guys. But I'm going to fill in for Daniel and tell you the sauce he picked. He has wasabi. As a 14 seed. So huh. Daniel's pick is wasabi. You don't get an explanation. You just get it for what it is. Okay? And then for my 14 seed, I am going to go sweet chili. We're staying on the Asian oh, train here. Yeah. Sweet chili. Uh, egg rolls, you know, fried chicken, good on there. Dan, what about you? Yeah. So for my 14 seed, I'm going to go A1 steak sauce. Just uh. not... Uh, it's it's yeah. so it reminds me Dan, it, it's Dan, it's like we did that last week. We did a one last. week? We did. It was a fifteen seed. Yeah, we do have it on there. Oh, I'm kind of depressed now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you well, need a Throw in a Heinz uh, steak sauce. You know that's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. Fine, 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 fine. I will go. Um, my number thirteen seed. Uh-huh. I'm gonna think about fourteen again. Go ahead. Big Mac sauce. Just mm. not a fan. It tastes so. Literally, I had a Big Mac one time, and I felt like just such a shithead after eating it because of how disgusting the burger was. The sauce is not good. Overrated at all. So, Dan, okay, guys, we need to clarify something here. Does Big Mac sauce count as fry sauce? Like In and Out, it's pretty no. much the same thing, no, right? Because you you don't really get Big Mac sauce unless you ask for it with your fries, but it's guaranteed on that fucking Big Mac. Right, so. but it's the same sauce is what I'm saying. Is it? What do it's, you mean it's It's ketchup, same? mayo, a little bit of relish sprinkled uh, in. But there's got to be something different about it. Not where we could, like, put them in two different categories in our bracket, I feel like. <sighs> so fry sauce is a 14 seed. Big Mac fry sauce kind of thing. Yeah, okay. and then I gotta, I'll give you my 13, and this is going to be... This is going to break the internet here. 
marinara sauce. Ooh. I was gonna say that for my next round. When wow. I wow. when when I eat like pasta or I eat any sort of mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. I like butter cheese and a little salt because marinara sauce it's just depressing yeah it's so and especially if you go to somewhere bad it's so fucking bland okay i I respect that you gotta go to a good quality restaurant for some good marinara sauce for some sweet capicola a little marinara sauce (laughs) capicola yeah so dan you gave us your 13 and your 14 um yeah florian what's your uh, 13 um i'm gonna say I guess I well you tell me if it qualifies as a sauce. Chili oil, spicy chili oil. Sure. Um, Why not? as like a dipping sauce. Right? Who the hell dips their stuff outside of oh. you in chili? Spice oh. lovers, baby. Oh, spice lovers. Spice lovers unite. I'm looking into the camera. Whoever in this chat here loves spicy food and loves chili oil. Give me a heart. I want to see hearts in the chat there. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking good. I mean, okay. and you know me, I love spicy food. I, um, I had that chili oil it was this from this Asian grocery store, and I bought it, right? It's like a jar of chili oil. For a month, I put that on every single thing that wasn't like a sweet food, wow. right? I mean, I don't even eat that many sweet foods. I don't eat much dessert or anything like that. But every mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, dinner, chili oil. Florent, all I got to say is with chili oil, it's like life better in than out. That's all I got to say. Yeah. All yeah, right. It is, yeah. <laughs> so Daniel's 13 seed, he wanted to say sweet and sour sauce. Did Daniel, you say sweet Thai chili? Isn't I said that's yeah, different. Sweet chili? Sweet, no, it's different, yeah. That's okay. Sweet chili sauce. And that's then criminal. we have sweet and sour sauce. So you're, that sweet and sour sauce from Asian restaurants, it's like that thick red syrupy one. Yes, the thick red, you know, not too spicy. You get with crab ragoons. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. too much spice with it. And okay. then for me, I'm just going to generalize salsa. Just salsa. Uh, 13. 13 seed. That's appropriate 13 seed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, threes and our fours are good ones here. That's fair. Uh, I'll go three is Mama Radajak's barbecue sauce. Oh. And I know I just did one, but they're in a tier of their own. I like Sweet Baby Ray's better than I like my mom's barbecue sauce. The thing is, Dan, like, their fans are voting on this. Like, how are they going to know what your mom's barbecue sauce tastes like? So, guys, at the next brewery, we're doing it. We're going to have, we're, we're gonna have a spot. <laughs> you, you, up you, a pot of no, this better get that fine, shit ready. Fine, I'll switch it up. Uh, for Sorry. Be realistic. Well, I'm going to switch my three with my four, and I'll, I'm going to think a new four on the fly here. Okay. A three is the, uh, I actually like sweet and sour sauce. The, uh, the thing from uh, McDonald's. The sweet and sour sauce of McDonald's. Uh, you can dip it in your little nuggies in there. Yeah, it has the green lid on it. I know, but Daniel kind of said sweet and sour sauce. I don't sauce. care. It's it's. But he didn't specify from where. Oh, we, we can't have two sweet and sour sours on our bracket. <laughs> he's not. He's not happy about this. Dan's like, I can't think of it. Just go one. to just just keep going. All right. So well, we're just gonna so post so maybe Dan's today we just do thirteen and fourteen seed. Keep it there. Um, that's that's two sauces, right? Right, it's two sauces. We'll bounce back. Everyone knows my three seeds, so so that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep it there, and that's two sauces this week, just like every other week. So Dana, what do we got? What do we got next on the the agenda today? Full depression. That's what we got. (laughs) He's gonna go see his therapist. (laughs) Um, Sweet. Let me pick my sauce. Yeah, just. 
so depressed. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, well, we'll have more sauces for you guys next week. And we're going to actually post a picture of this bracket. We need to sit down and design it. Drew and I are getting together oh, yeah. this week. We're going to have full details on the Fantasy Football League by Friday. And then we're going to, at some point here, figure out how to get our bracket going. Yeah. Um, I hope it's a nice, well-organized Excel spreadsheet. Uh, we'll figure it out. It will be well-organized. What if it's a PDF or a Word doc? Get out of here. It's <laughs> almost as bad as your <laughs> McDonald's sweet sour sauce take. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well. So, gentlemen, and I wish Daniel was here for this conversation, but it's a conversation that I think we need to have here. Uh, the Deshaun Watson ruling came out this week. Uh, came out Monday. That's um, true. And Judge Sue Robinson, I think is her name, uh, gave him, who's uh, I think the NFL's arbitrator or whatever she is, uh, six games is how much he is suspended without pay. So essentially he is losing $330,000 and still gets his $44 million signing bonus. I want to kind of get initial thoughts because me personally, I think the NFL really dropped the ball here just with looking at precedent from other suspensions. Not, I'm not, I'm, we're not going Calvin Ridley because everybody yeah, here could yeah. say that. But you're looking at Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon was, uh, he, geez, I mean, that guy was suspended for years for all the shit that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it just seems like they're not consistent. They're not consistent. And the, the NFL is really not taking this issue with all the shit that he did. And I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but it doesn't seem like they're taking it seriously. Well, and here's the thing. You're right about the rabbit hole. You know, on this podcast, we are very good at just, yep. you know, spitting the facts and staying in the middle here because that's what, that's what we're doing. But... You know, I, I feel like it's hard to compare apples to oranges. I don't sure. think you can look at one person's suspension and say, like, oh, because he did this and he did that. What we're experiencing with Deshaun Watson is completely unique, okay? It's not something that way. we haven't seen before, and, and not in a good way. You're right. And the public belief is that, you know, he should be suspended more more games. And, you know, when I look at 30 allegations, you know, when I look at that, when I accusations, I think – yeah, probably should, right? Um, but that's not like my dis- my decision to make. I didn't do the investigations. I yeah. don't know what's true. Yeah. But I I just don't think this looks good from a public perspective on the NFL's part by making this a six game, right? I mean, what do you think, Florian? What we do know is I think it was twenty four women who had allegations. Um, I don't know how many he settled with, but he settled with quite a few of them. Okay, so we know that. Um, we know it's he innocent. settled with twenty-four of them. He settled with all twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Of them. Um, it's innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I don't know where we are on that, but I don't think he's been proven guilty. But he settled, right? So from a legality standpoint, he is innocent. But you don't settle. I mean, you just use yep. your brain, right? Yep. You don't, why would you settle Facts. if you have nothing to hide? Right. Um, so we know that. I just think it's blasphemous that with the history the NFL has, with especially domestic violence, I can name so many names, right? Um, this is kind of an issue. Um, and uh, you have guys like Calvin Ridley who gambled $1,500 and get suspended for double the time? 
I, I don't understand. Season. Whole season, so, yeah. A whole season. So I don't understand where your priority. It just the NFL's yeah. priorities seem like they don't want to anyone to make money off of them. They prioritize that yep. over a guy that could make them more money, but you know, has a troubling history with other people. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. It's a bad optic. I don't understand it, uh, how, it is. how you can let it that is. slide. Yeah. It's it, it you know, and I, once and again, I don't want to get long-winded on this. It's just it's it's not right. It, it it feels like you know the last couple seasons, whether it's Deshaun Watson with that, Ray Rice, um, uh, what the heck's the guy's name, Greg Hardy. It it just didn't seem like their suspensions really uh, reflected the crime that they committed, yeah, which yeah. I think is one of the more prudent and bigger crimes that's currently in the U.S. So I personally want to say. And I think I, I shared this with you guys, and I shared it on Facebook. Shame on the NFL. Yeah. And I, I don't want to get too, too much longer on that, but shame on the NFL. I mean, we have a lot of things to say why shame on the NFL. You look at the Dan Snyder shit. You look at the con- concussion investigations, what they're doing for the players. Yep. Yeah, you can put those fucked up helmets on them right now. But at the end of the day, uh, you're right, Dan. The NFL yeah. needs to take a bigger stance. And so Yeah, and they're, they're not going to. Um, but transitioning here to a, to a better topic. Uh, you know, want to just briefly, you know, it's going to be brief here. Uh, we talked at nauseum this season about Debo's trade request. Well, Debo finally signed, uh, finally an extension. I think it was a $72 million, $72.5 million extension over a three year period. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how much guaranteed money he got, but do you guys think like this? 54? Something like that. It was less than, uh, what DK got. Um, what are your guys' thoughts here? You know, is it a win for the 49ers, win for Debo? Uh, I think you know, it, it's great. All receivers from that class got paid. Yeah, yeah, they really did. I mean, it was funny. We talked about the four receivers that were demanding, like, trades, deleting shit off their Instagram, and they all got what they asked for, mm-hmm. essentially. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is a bad one either. I think Debo Samuel is one of the most unique, versatile players in the game. He's very good at running the football. He's very good at catching the football. And on a team where you have a quarterback situation that's uncertain, in a sense, um, that's what you need. So I think it's a great move. I think it's a win for Trey Lance, to echo yeah. what Scott was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has him as his breakout player or, like, MVP candidate. If yeah, I'm not Trey mistaken, Lance. Right? Yeah. Um, and the only way he's going to get there um, is with Debo Samuel on that roster. Yeah. And it's a huge win for that organization because now you have the two-headed monster of Kittle and Debo. Hey, Florian, get the phone. Yeah. <laughs> we have our caller on the line. Hello. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a huge win for Trey Lance yeah. and okay. his development. Yeah, I, I, I think Debo deserved to be paid. Uh, I don't think he was compensated to what he was worth. I think he should have been paid more, personally. Uh, more than DK? Yeah, for, for how the 49ers use him, unless they're just going to go back to him being a traditional wide receiver. Yeah, so I doubt it, no. I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. You know, that's that's another fun storyline here. But, gentlemen. It's always the saddest time hate, of the day. Yeah. I hate saying this. I hate it. It's time to get out of here. Yeah. Until <laughs> yeah. next time. Until next time. And, you know, I, it's been it's been a pleasure. This I love this location. I've been to the other legions here, but this one for me – Soup to nuts, probably the best. <laughs> I mean, I'll be Soup honest. And, like I'm, I'm not, nuts. I'm not like speaking out of my ass here. It's one of the nicer breweries that I've been to in the Charlotte area. Yeah. Just all, all you know, not only the camaraderie, all their you know material and everything. It's just, it's, it's been an absolute blast here. Um, Want to thank Scott as well as Courtney 
for you know helping us coordinate this entire event without them this wouldn't be possible so i want to give a big shout out to them here and we're at the Legion Brewing over on West Moorhead West Street. Moorhead, love the, dr- the address West Moorhead, drop. baby. West yeah, Moorhead. and guys, we're going to sign this thing out of here. Definitely appreciate all the hospitality Legion has showed us. Get your hands on some Juicy J. Get your hands on the Oktoberfest. How do yeah. they call that again? The Oak, uh, they call it Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, yeah. Uh-huh. Get your hands on that. And as always, guys, if you don't want a full episode, if you just want to get some snippets of the good things going mm-hmm. on here, check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Twitter. Um, we got some good things coming with video, and uh, yeah, we, pre- we appreciate the support. So with that, Dan? This has been episode 35 of the Flights of the Round Table. Like you said, be on the lookout for clips. Be on the lookout for this podcast dropping Friday. We'll have our next location fairly soon, so be on the lookout for that. But hope everyone has a wonderful week, wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.